We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm up your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially heading into the flu and cold season. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com backslash CMOS. Again, that is athleticgreens.com backslash CMOS to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. To get the best blue light glasses on the market, use our URL felixgrayglasses.com backslash CMOS girlies. Non-prescription and prescription are available. Check them out now. felixgrayglasses.com slash CMOS girlies. Free shipping, free returns, free exchanges. felixgrayglasses.com slash CMOS girlies. Hey CMOS girlies, your favorite freaks with microphones are back for an awesome podcast episode. Emma, happy Sunday. Good morning to you. What is up over there? Hello, it is 9-11. We are potting on 9-11, so rip to that. Um, I hope anyone who was affected by that personally, thoughts, prayers, everything. Yeah, we didn't get any like negative feedback about the microphone episode last week, so I'm presuming y'all are like cool it. with it. Um, but I'm good. You know, I had a little lifting session. I One thing that I'm really into right now is set active. I was kind of always like anti-set active, just because yeah, I feel like confused. the aesthetic it just feels very much like I'm a Soho influencer and also just like very culty yeah. but I will say I have one set from them and I love it and so I bought more during the Labor Day sale the sports body is just like I've never felt a material like that on my body in my entire life and it's just the most flattering and it's like the right thickness and it's actually high-waisted because I hate how like most leggings are not actually high-waisted and they yeah. like hit you with the belly button it's like gives you like this like weird look that I'm not like obsessed with. Yeah. So, you know, I had my little gym moment, but overall I'm doing good. How are you, my dude? I went on a nice run. I forgot that it was 9-11. And so I got majorly detoured as I started to hit the south end of Manhattan yeah. because I was like, why are there cops here? Why are there troops here? Why is everything like blocked off? And then I looked at my watch and it was like 9-11. So figure that out. Run was 
pretty boring. I just made a TikTok about like running is boring. And I don't think a lot of people talk about that. I get severely bored. Don't know if I have undiagnosed ADHD. I probably do. Like mentally, it's hard to run for a very long period of time. Even if you listen to a podcast, even if you're listening to music, whatever. I was listening to Dewey Dudes, like the episode with the East Villains, like on my run. And I still was bored, even though it was a conversation. Right. And I think a lot of runners are like, it's just like so fun and you just do it. And I'm like, there's a lot of shit people don't talk about. So my run is boring. Got home, made my usual slot. Up. had the key lime coconut cult flavor which is incredible yeah crazy shit they do over there mine came in it was like exploded that's happened to me only with a jar of kimchi so I guess mm-hmm. the probiotics were just crazy in my coconut yeah cult. maybe and yeah I don't know yeah I will say coconut cold I think is like my favorite food supplement brand at the moment Same. um I know that they're like definitely on the more pricier end but I think something to remember if someone is like curious about like getting coconut cold or anyone's like that's so expensive and like elitist a serving size is like two tablespoons so like it actually ends up being like probably like a buck or less per serving um but if you have coconut coal in your area definitely go cop um and i also I know that obsessed. i know that they're making like single serving ones that are going to be more accessible at a price point like yeah. noah mentioned that to us on the episode with him which you can listen to because like emma and i i think we had total opinions about like coconut yogurt and probiotics and noah totally like flipped the script just like a process of learning and like challenging your biases about like oh shit like a lot of yogurts actually don't have probiotics in them and i'm probably not you know benefiting I mean, all, anything so. yeah even if you're not taking a probiotic pill like i think coconut cult could be a good sub for you there um to all of our CMOS girlies in college I hope college is going well I'm sure you've been through orientation dorms living situation maybe some of the upperclassmen are like starting their first like internships or jobs hope it's going well um in Geneva we have like a little community like tab or community what am I thinking a little home that's a reserve for college students so I'll probably send something later today about like, how's college going? Like, does anyone have any tips or like have questions about it? Because I think the first few weeks, it's really hard to get adjusted. I know at least it was for me, especially like thinking of who I am now and like that I'm so into health and wellness. Like, I think it's really hard to find friends and find true friends that are going to understand you. And if you want to like figure out your routine of like when I'm going to go to the gym between classes and like how I'm going to eat at the dining hall and like all that type of stuff, or what am I going to pack for snacks for class? If you don't have a, a, a strong support group those first few weeks while you're figuring your shit out, it's really hard. And I know I felt extremely isolated. Like I haven't felt like that now. I was at some like influencer like event cringe yesterday. Um, and I was talking to people and they're like, Oh, are you going to this after party? And I was like, Well, one, no, I'm not invited. Uh, <laughs> two, um, it was like some revolve party. I'm like, Yeah, I would have gagged if I was like invited to that. No, thank you. Um, two, I was like, oh, I have to run seven miles tomorrow. And all of them were like, and I didn't say that in a way to be like annoying. I, and like, I didn't drink at the party, whatever. I just had water. And they're like, oh, are you sober? And I'm like, well, I just don't really like to drink, you know, or like, I just have to whatever. And so then they were like, well, why aren't you drinking? And I was like, I have to run seven miles tomorrow and I don't want to drink. So I think if you're in college, that was a long-winded way of me saying that the first few can be hard. Just know that there are people there to support you. And if you don't feel like you have any, you got the CMOS girlies. Yeah. I also want to echo that and say, like, I think during like the first few weeks, the transition period of like getting back on the campus and the swing of things and like getting into like your class, like routine, just to give yourself like a little break and like, know that like, yeah, if you're unable to, you know, get to the gym as many times a week as you typically do or if you don't have the ability to like make the meals that you typically eat like it's okay and you'll be able to readjust into your new um like you know routine and like lifestyle just because I know that I'm sure a lot of people that listen to CMOS girlies and you know are in college you probably have similar tendencies where you can be very type a and very anal about like everything that you do and you know 
just let yourself live and you'll be okay and also too I think I for a long time I was like oh I'm stressed out whatever like I need like a a good outlet for it and I whenever people are like oh stress has a huge impact on your body it actually does like it sounds like placebo woo woo hippie stuff to be like oh like stress is going to impact your adrenals and affect your body and like your performance so if you're really stressed out the first few weeks of college like it's probably good that you're taking more rest days and more days off like your body is stressed enough as is so just be chill with that um secondly we're gonna close down the merch store next week um we've had it open for like over a month and a half so i hope you all got your stuff if not this is your sign to do it the merch will be linked in the bio lastly follow this up on instagram you know emma and i are getting our gears going we opened up a bank account we're doing the whole onboarding call for making our first product and We'll be posting more on there as we have more time um, to give you guys into what's going on. Yeah. So just like more content in general, there's really been nothing new to share. We're kind of yeah. in this weird transition phase, but I think once, once the ball is actually rolling, there's going to be plenty of content to share. So do not miss out because that's where we'll probably be sharing like majority of it. Yeah. And then this episode, um, don't know what I'm going to call it. It's probably just going to be something random we say in the episode. Emma and I wanted to test out the idea of doing a weekly roundup. If you listen to our last week's episode, we were kind of rambling about that in the beginning of like, should we do more educational stuff? Should we try to do something new, uh, trendy stuff? Because I think someone made a good comment in Geneva, like, I basically, I love you guys, but I already kind of know what you're talking about. Like, I know what a probiotic is. And I think for us as like the producers of this podcast, I know some of our listeners are very new to wellness and they do benefit from the educational stuff. And we get DMs. Like I take notes during the episodes, like you guys are my intro into wellness, but I also know we have a lot of advanced like wellness people or people who kind of like already do this research and reading on their own. And so they might not listen to our episodes because they're kind of like, I already have that information. So we wanted to do something that is more of the time being. So like a more timely episode of like a weekly roundup of like, what's kind of going on, like what's going on TikTok is it misinformation like what are people talking about is there some new supplement new diet like some new product launch some new brand started by the kardashians that's going to change wellness because i think it's really interesting to be uh staying on trend of like what's happening in the present moment and maybe you guys would find that more interesting of like our legit commentary versus like more educational shit yeah i also feel like this is a good way for us to kind of inject more personality into the podcast because i know like us talking about agriculture is probably not like super sexy and fun and very dry and, you know, with the podcast, Kate and I obviously want to make wellness fun. And I think a lot of people are definitely curious kind of more about like our personal hot takes. And obviously you get a little bit of that through the memes we make, but I think this will be kind of like a good way for you guys to kind of get more, get to know us a little bit more, obviously. And yeah, it'll give Kate and I a nice break from, you know, researching throughout the week, because I know for me, sometimes I'm like, this is the last thing I want to do after working like eight hours is, you know, researching yeah. about the gut microbiome. So and I think we'll it'll do, be a good balance. Yeah, we'll do a good balance. We'll continue doing the educational ones because I think there's some top topics we want to get nitty gritty that I don't feel like have done like a huge service on the internet. Like I don't think a lot of people have broken down food and climate change in the way that we have or like, yeah, we have dedicated a full episode to like seed oils and like animal agriculture in ways that I think are very comprehensive and I'm very proud of them. But I think these will be fun to spice it up. So yeah, for these episodes, we'll be asking in Geneva, like, what do you guys want to hear talk about? And a few of you guys like left comments. Um, also, just some random things that Em and I do want to talk about because we have brains of our own sometimes. Um, and, you know, we, we chat to each other or we'll like tweet on our burner accounts, but this will be fun for us to share. So um, everything is opinion. This is not factual information, everyone. We're just two shit posters here. Okay. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate 
isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, CMOS girlies. We have to tell you all about our favorite new plant-based protein powder by Sprout Living. They're so delicious, so clean, and really much more than just your standard protein powder. Now, what really makes them different is that they avoid a lot of the unnecessary additives that many others on the market use. That means they don't use any gums, thickeners, or natural flavoring, which isn't really natural at all. Instead, they only use real, whole superfoods and adaptogens, which is great because it makes the blends multifunctional. Their Epic Protein Pro Collagen Blend, for example, also contains ingredients that help boost the body's own natural production of collagen. How cool is that? They have tons of different flavors. There's truly something for everyone to love. Check them out and use the code CMOSGRILLIES for 20% off your order. Our next partner is a product that Emma and I take every single day. I started taking Athletic Greens because I wanted to find a greens powder that actually blended together. The taste is hands down the best greens powder I've been able to find. It even has a mild tropical taste and you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, adaptogens, you name it. For me, I started taking Athletic Greens because I wanted a supplement that actually tastes great. I've always known that taking a greens powder is a great addition to one's wellness routine, but I could just never get past the unpleasant taste. This completely changed once I started taking Athletic Greens. It tastes so good that I actually look forward to drinking it every morning, something I never knew was possible. Plus, Athletic Greens contains dairy-free probiotics, and let me tell you, my digestion has never been better. Another thing that Emma and I love is that it's the one thing with the best things. Athletic Greens uses the best of best products based on the latest science with constant product iterations and third-party testing. It costs you less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health, and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially heading into the flu and cold season. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is go visit athleticgreens.com backslash CMOS. Again, that is athleticgreens.com backslash CMOS to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Hey, CMOS girlies. We know you spend hours scrolling and liking our memes on your phones. Hey, Emma, have you heard about the dangers of blue light? Oh, girl, am I aware? From the headaches to the blurry vision, I am a victim of blue light. Did you know that exposure to blue light at night can lower the production of melatonin, the hormone that regulates sleep? Even though your girlies take your magnesium before bed, we suggest you check out Felix Gray lenses to help with blue light exposure. Kate and I are wearing our glasses as we we record this ad because the Felix Gray lenses filter 15 times more blue light that can make screen time tough on the eyes. To get the best blue light glasses on the market, use our URL 
felixgrayglassescom slash cmosgrillies. Non-prescription and prescription are available. Check them out now, felixgrayglassescom slash cmosgrillies. Free shipping, free returns, free exchanges, felixgrayglassescom slash cmosgrillies. So to start it off um, with a lovely TikTok, as you guys know, I primarily sit on that platform, that cursed platform every hour of my day. And there was a video that was doing viral. It was doing viral. It was going viral because this one girl on a college campus was like, oh my God, they put canola oil in my omelet on my college campus at the dining hall. Oh. And I only saw the video by nature of people stitching the video and being like, queen, what's going on here? Come on. And so a lot of you guys asked, like, just talk about like the seed oil discourse generally. And first of all, we did an episode about seed oil. And I think it was very nuanced of like us actually talking about like, why are doctors talking about seed oil and like omega-6 versus omega-3 fatty acids? So like, you'll get some education there because I think TikTok lacks nuance oftentimes of like what even is a seed oil and then secondly we did also talk about like our opinions on it and like if you go to a restaurant don't be a freak and be like can you get seed oil out of this food like you're going to a restaurant for an experience just shut the fuck up and eat it so that's kind of my same thing with this canola oil and omelet like one you're on a college campus and you are very like privileged to be there likely and like get into this school and whatever for you to ask for like the dining hall to make an accommodation for you is just very odd. Like, I, I don't know. That's just like a really odd request to do. And I'm not saying like, don't ask for that because when I was vegan, there was like a friend that I had that was like super, super allergic to dairy, like would have a reaction. So she had to like ask the cooking staff, like, did you use dairy on this? Like, was it used on the same uh, stovetop as something else? Because I could have like go to the hospital for it. So there's very legitimate reasons to have some like fear of a certain type of food if you have a severe reaction to it but I think now with like all this orthorexic shit and like diet culture on TikTok it's like the wrong people are piping the loudest like I'm pretty sure if you have a peanut allergy you're not like being a freak and like running in front of everyone you're probably very like fuck I don't want to like ruin this for everyone like if you go to a party and you just you already feel like a burden I feel like when I was vegan I felt like a burden to bring up the fact that I had any restriction and it's so odd for me when like people go on their TikTok and such and make like really blatantly like loud comments about some restriction that is not even like a severe like life or death thing you know yeah no entirely and I think also it's just like it just like goes to show that like so many people have like such fear that they have like no agency over their life and that they kind of like let the most like smallest things obviously like almost like overtake them um I feel like the whole thing with the canola oil egg omelet girly is that like rich people have always you know tried to find some new food trying to kind of like demonize to basically like set them apart from like general population and to really be like I am better than you and it's like a total like you know, virtual signaling or some sort of like social signifier. And like, you know, think about it with like refined sugars and carbohydrates. And yeah. I'm trying to think like what, like fucking, what are those things called eggplants and nightshades? Oh, nightshades. Um, but it's yeah, also like, the same people like- always try to find something like really silly that like in the grand scheme of things, you're not going to fucking die from having canola oil. Like I probably have stuff made with canola oil, like in my refrigerator. And I think like that type of content can be very toxic obviously the video that she made and you know it definitely like toes this line with like health and wellness where it can come off as like you're like totally like orthorexic and like you have an eating disorder because you refuse to eat this and then there's like you know the other camp where it's like okay like maybe she is doing it because like she is just like more cautious about her like her health and everything and I think just like that's the issue with like health and wellness that like you're totally towing a line not saying that like I'm like sighting with her um in this you know video and everything but I'm just saying that I think it's really difficult that like you can't really do anything without getting some sort of like backflow well I think more of it is it it paints the whole health and wellness picture as being this restrictive orthorexic shit Mm -hmm. like 
for anyone else to go and make an educational video about seed oils if they wanted to like we did a podcast episode it puts us all in the same camp of being yeah. like having the wrong intentions for being interested in health and wellness um and that's I think what bothers me about it like when these viral videos of like someone doing something like clearly in the wrong or like coming off from like a very privileged elitist place and then everyone else that is like interested in their personal health gets bashed or like gets um painted as being like some freak um yeah like I'm saying rich people have always had like social signifiers whether it become like carrying around designer bags and like why people wear dupes because they want to fit in with being that and yeah I think the video is just stupid very tone deaf um there are plenty of reasons to not want to eat seed oils and not like bring them in your house and like we've said that in that one episode but it's just kind of crazy how that's the new thing where we're at um yeah Yeah, kind of of crazy. Um, One thing I wanted to chat about, and I think Kate and I have been having a lot of conversations with each other just about like frustrations of, you know, starting a brand and company is just a, I have like CPG fatigue and I'm just like very tired of like seeing all these like new random, like, you know, food brands pop up, but also just like the whole concept of like influencer brands in general, especially like Chamberlain coffee. And maybe I'm just like, you know, too old to like understand the obsession with Emma Chamberlain, but I'm just like, I sometimes wonder, like, are these brands, like, how successful are they outside of their communities? And I get, you know, the whole point or, like, the topic that people always make is that, like, you only need, like, you know, 10, you know, super fans to, like, really, like, you know, make 80% of your whatever revenue. And I get that that's probably true for, like, Chamberlain Coffee. But I just, like, always wonder with all these brands, like, how much reach are they actually, you know, having? Um, I just think the whole concept is like very interesting, especially since like the creator community, I think is like so much more prevalent now and like makes so much money that like, I'm sure so many content creators are obviously trying to find additional revenue streams. And one of those is through like collabs or merch or like obviously starting their own lines. And I think it'll just be kind of interesting because I feel like this is going to be like the new wave of how brands are created and started is through these people who already have like communities, but I kind of I'm curious how far those can scale and whether, you know, these content creators will like really create their brand identity through like them being like a content creator or if they'll kind of like, you know, sort of distance themselves from like the brand that they're creating, if that makes sense. Yeah, totally makes sense. I think this will work for cult brands. I think like Matilda Jerf, another great example of like this kind of working. But I also think there's a whole other side of the population that does not give a fuck about who Emma Chamberlain is and Matilda Jerf is. And these people just like go to Target and get what's ever there. And I feel like a lot of us in like myself, East Coast, forget that's how a lot of people touch and feel products and like how they consume products. Um, A lot of people just go to CVS and they're like, I need a sunscreen, which kind of looks like it is not scammy. Sure. Let's get that one. And it's very different to be like a chronically online person. And that's how you consume product. And that's how you learn about products. I also agree. I think this is kind of the wave that's like the fallen or like picking up where D2C left off because I think once Glossier started, people started to become obsessed with Emily Weiss, but it wasn't mm-hmm. because of her in the beginning. And I think Ty Haney, everyone's like very obsessed with Ty like now. Um, but the founders were kind of invisible for that first part of launching. And I think now it's interesting too of like, do people buy Chamberlain coffee even if they don't like Emma Chamberlain? Like when you're saying for customer acquisition, like Matilda Jerf, like someone's not going to go spend $150 on her like button down shirt, which I've also seen TikTok videos of them just like falling apart. So like, let me know if you guys have any of your products of just like, are they good quality? Because that's one thing I've always wondered about her stuff. Um, my whole, t- I don't have any tea with Matilda Jerf. I, I like that she's pushing of like, 
buy staples, invest in like good quality pieces and like think about longevity versus like fast fashion. But yeah, I was kind of put off because I feel like I've seen a lot of videos of like the stuff being bad quality, but I don't want to believe that's true. So let me know if it's not true. Yeah. And I'm not like being like, oh, I'm never going to buy Chamberlain coffee because I'm like better than everyone else because like I don't buy influencer coffee. But I feel like for me, I will A, I never buy food products online. Like the whole concept of like purchasing, like I need to buy it in a store. And that's actually one of my biggest frustrations with like supplements and like brands and why I've like don't really take seed probiotic anymore. Like, yeah, it's like convenient that it's like a subscription service and it gets like sent to you. But for some reason, I enjoy the experience of going into a store and like hand selecting the product that I want. And so for Chamberlain coffee, I'm like, sure, maybe if it was like sold in Whole Foods, I would like maybe test it out. But yeah, it always just like blows my mind that like people buy that type of stuff like online. I just, I don't know. I'm just my shopping behaviors and habits are just maybe out of the norm, but it just like really surprises me when I see people like actually toting around the tote bag. I'm like, Oh, you actually like went out of your way to order coffee online. Yeah. But I feel like I order clothes online, but I also am like certain things like pants I need to get in store versus like some stuff I can get online. I've definitely done that before, but then I think I always forget like, okay, it's being shipped to me. I'm going to get it at this point. Like it's not as convenient as you're saying. Like if I want my food tomorrow, then I need to go to the store to get it. So I feel like I'm in the same habits uh, with that. Your next point is pumpkin spice is so goddamn annoying, which I'm sure like people get. (laughs) Well, okay. So obviously, you know, pumpkin spice latte season is here and it just every single year, I'm so surprised with just the cult following a pumpkin spice. I'm not saying that it's like not good. Like it's fine. Yeah. Like I I just, I'm like, you guys like really hype this up and it's like, very average. I'm also just kind of surprised that like white people love pumpkin spice that much. Like, I don't know. It just, it's, I'm not saying it's like a complex, like flavor profile. I'm just like, it's kind of specific. Well, I think it's interesting because every other season kind of has flavors. Like people don't go this hard for peppermint in the winter or people don't go this hard for like, maybe in the summer people went really hard for Shirley temples and like margaritas that were that flavor, but it is weird that it has such a cult thing. Um, yeah, I feel like I'm getting pumpkin spice yogurt from Kalina in the mail. Interesting. Um, no, I just feel like I am on the side of TikTok where it's like all these like gym rats and they're always talking about like the pumpkin spice latte from Starbucks, but like how to switch it up to like fit into your macros. And for some like, that is insane. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm like, I don't even understand that. Like if you're like requesting a poor, Starbucks only that's probably making minimum wage Joshua Richards I'm sorry for you for having to make all like the bullshit pumpkin spice latte requests um but I'm just like y'all are really going out of your way to like request that they remove this sweetener to use this and like use like some weird like milk alternative but only this amount to like fit into your macros I'm like girl just drink the goddamn drink I mean, it's like Christian girl autumn, right? Like, okay, when I was at my sister's wedding and I, they like straightened my hair because when I straighten my hair, it's never straight. If you have curly hair, you know what I mean? Like it's bumpy. Dude, There's like weird spots in the back. Yeah. I actually got it professionally straightened for her wedding. And I took a photo and my, and I sent it to Ricky, like our mutual friend. And he was like, okay, Christian girl autumn is approaching. And I was like, damn, maybe if I just had a latte and was like listening to Taylor Swift and walking around, I would be happy. So I get your gripe with the, the pumpkin spice thing because it's like, well, you could eat pumpkin spice the whole year. Like you could just get some cinnamon nutmeg and like do your whole thing at DIY which I do like whenever I make like oatmeal or something it's always like those same spices throughout the whole fucking year um but I think it's kind of funny I think it's kind of cute to like go have your stupid pumpkin spice no it's totally cute and I totally get it because like fall is like that one time period that like it's like such a nostalgic period and I think everyone's just like oh my god it's finally fall like I get to wear my sweaters and it's gonna like be cold and chilly and like everyone like romanticizes I think like just like the chilly weather and like the leaves and everything and like yeah I'm from the Midwest babes like I heart I heart 
the fall weather. Like I want to go home and like go to a pumpkin patch, like so badly. Like I totally get it. Like it's the one time where like, I think you can kind of like enjoy being like a child. And I feel like it's, you know, I think summer is like overrated and like everyone overhypes it, but fall is like properly rated. I think, you know, everything that comes with it is like, you know, cute and whatnot, but I just think the pumpkin spice stuff every year. I'm like, Oh, wow we're still in the pumpkin spice train and it's all right gonna always get the pumpkin spice discourse um (laughs) next next subject i'm like we've ranted for seven minutes about pumpkin spice people are probably like shut up um overthinking exercise kills the fun this is also a you point so you can start off okay yeah so i think maybe a lot of people who grew up doing some sort of competitive you know sport or you trained with some sort of team you know you kind of are like grilled or, you know, you get a lot of like feedback or critique from your coaches and like how to fix form and everything. And I feel like that is kind of carried on into like my current exercise and like workout routines, my relationship with working out in the sense that like, I think I get hyper fixated on a, my form, like running, for example, I've been like so caught up about like cadence. And I feel like I like can't run because like my cadence is like kind of low and it's never near like that one eating. I feel like when I've been lifting, I've been watching a lot of TikToks on like how to improve form. And I think like, there's so much fear mongering and it's like, you don't have perfect form. Like you're not going to like actually gain muscle, which like, isn't necessarily true. And I get that there's like, you know, yes, you want to have proper form from a perspective of like providing injury, but I think I've gotten so caught up in my head about like, I need to have perfect form. Otherwise I'm like a failure that it just like has made working out like such a chore. And so that's something that I've been trying to, you know, peel the layers back and be like, Emma, it's okay. And like, really like reworking, like my relationship with like working out and everything. But well, I think I'm sure a lot of people have similar feelings about that. I think having two camps in your head of like one, like, okay, this is aggravating a preconditioned injury. Cause I'm just coming off an injury. So like, that was also my same mind space when I went to PT, like, basically I felt like after I went to PT, I was like, oh, so I don't know how to walk. I don't know how to walk properly. Like the guy was like, you need to like engage your glutes. And like the way that your hips are is like not natural. And I was like, so I've been walking incorrectly for 23 years, I guess. Like, what the fuck? It felt so de- not degrading. I'm not going to use that word, but it just felt like everything, you know, like such a basic function of walking. Like I was doing that incorrectly. So how the fuck am I going to be able to run? Um, but now since coming off an injury, I think I've had to diagnose like what is actual pain and then what is actual like perceived pain in my head? Because yeah. certain things with my Achilles and certain things with my calf, I'm like, I know that this is actually aggravating the injury and I need to stop and I need to like chill out for a bit. But that other stuff, I feel like you get in that tentative mindset, which I totally agree with, with like the perfect form. Like you'll see hundreds of people running the West side highway every day. Does anyone have running perfect running form? No. Also too, like, okay, you're, you're going to be at your funeral one day. Are people going to be like, you know what? Exceptional running form, exceptional yeah. strides, exceptional cadence. Like as long as you're not getting injured all the fucking time, like you're fine. I think it's good to care about form. Like I'm always saying, but to a degree, it's like, hop off. And I know that one guy on TikTok, JPEG, whatever, he like corrects people's lifting form, which is cool. And like a very cool service that he's like doing that and talking about it, but it does suck. It does kill the fun of it when you feel like you are in your head all the time. So. Well, another thing too, is that I've noticed too, that like when I do get super caught up in my head, I realize that like, I'm not even exercising in a way that like feels natural for me that I think yeah. like, that almost like creates even more injuries. I think like when I'm running, for example, I'm like, so caught in my head, that, like, okay, I need to do this, this, and this, and this, that like my body gets so tense that I'm like not loose. And so, yeah, that's just to say that if you don't have perfect form, it's okay. You can still, you know, be someone who's like active or you can consider yourself an athlete, even if you're not perfect. Like Kate said, like we all have like personal limitations and like how our just like body is created that like, yeah, some people are just going to like naturally like overstride and that's going to feel more natural for them. But that's just been like one thing that's been like on my mind these past yeah. few weeks. 
yeah, it sucks to lose the lose the fun of the the run, the exercise, all that stuff. Um, now we're gonna do the next segment, which is gonna be our trend prediction. Now I don't have a PhD in predictions, and so this is just gonna be random things that we think and that come for our from our bubble. This is like literally just like from our experience. So if like something crazy is happening in like New Mexico right now, sorry, I'm not tempted into culture, so I don't I don't know. But yeah, I'll call you back and we'll get into the next segment. Okay, so we're going to get into our health and wellness trends that we predict will be in or out for fall. A lot of you guys requested this. And yeah, like Kate said, we are not true trend forecasters. And so I feel like these trends, I'm just kind of like, mm, this is like what I personally think. There is no like research Scientific fact behind any of these. So we could be totally off, um, but it would be cool. Maybe if we spearhead some new trends for fall. Yeah. Um, so first one, I feel like the hot girl walk is going to die off. And that is simply because with fall, it's going to get cold out. I know I, for one, hate walking in the winter and they definitely feel more forced. And obviously like in New York, I just like, you naturally have to walk when it's cold out, but I don't really feel like people are going to go on those like leisure walks anymore. Also just like bundling up is like not as cute as like wearing your little matching Lululemon set. So with that, I feel like hot girl walks are going to die. So hopefully no more of those TikToks, even though I feel like those have kind of like died off already. Yeah, I think it's already died off. I think it'll continue through fall, kind of touching back to our pumpkin spice theme where people are going to be like, oh my God, cozy walk to go get my drink, which is like cute. Like go get your little like drink and have your moment, you know, before your workday starts, whatever your work from home day. So I think it'll continue to a degree. But then again, the winter, I always notice like running wise, like, yeah, it's it's definitely there's certain regulars that continue to run through the winter. And I just think that like Emma was saying, I don't know how people are going to make their walks look cute aesthetically. Like I wonder, I'm not even talking about the fact of walking to walk because I feel like that's where all of us are at. But I'm talking about the aesthetic posting of the fact that you're on a walk. Like how are people going to glamorize their like bundled up walk? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what's going to be the new, like when you think of like the most basic wellness person on TikTok, like making the aesthetic videos, like what are they going to make now? Like it can't be the, maybe the five to nine will continue. I mean, those like blow my brains out. I'm like, why would you want to make that video? It takes so much effort to make that video too. Like I would be tired, but yeah, that's a whole nother thing. Yeah. My next prediction, well, our next prediction we were talking about before, just wellness is going to fall off. Um, just generally, I just think like over the summer, I think people got fixated on wellness for the wrong reasons, kind of like back to the seed oil thing of like, a lot of it is like extremely rooted in orthorexia, a lot about like thinness and body image is like, quote, why people were like masking that they were interested in wellness, but like reality, like, did they care about the more, you know, serious reasons for why you can be interested in wellness? Like speaking as someone who is interested in wellness, I think a lot of the wellness content was just like so boring, so orthorexic. And I think it's not long. It's not for longevity. Like whenever you try to make like a little quick fix diet hack or something like that, it is not going to stick. And that's why I think that wellness is going to fall off because I think a lot of people that started just aesthetically posting about wellness, they don't love it enough to continue doing it. Like there's no reason for them to continue buying chlorophyll if like they don't feel like it is trendy or something. So I don't know where these, this camp of like the aesthetic wellness is going to move to. Maybe it will stick around. I don't know. Um, I mean, I feel like it won't because I mean, the whole reason why people care about health and wellness when it gets to spring and summer is because like the pressures of like, obviously wearing more, you know, your swimsuits or like more exposed clothing and like in fall, it's like, yeah, we're all wearing sweaters and everything. And I think, yeah, like, you know, for people who do care about wellness for like reasons that aren't related to like body image things, it's like, no, this is like just a lifelong thing that you do every single day. It's like literally just part of your like lifestyle. So I think a lot of people who do it for or go into it for 
the wrong reasons. Yeah. They just immediately fall off. Cause it's like a, what they're doing is like so restrictive and like not, you know, sustainable. And then, you know, there's not maybe as many like societal pressures to like continue on, which like obviously sucks. And is like very like unfortunate that like people still fall into like these traps for the wrong reasons. Um, so yeah, I kind of feel like that it's going to fall off as well. And it yeah. kind of makes sense. Next point tying into that, I think Pilates is going to fall off. I think the whole TikTok talking about Pilates as like everything is spiking your cortisol, like everything is like hurting you like women, which is great. Like it's great for women to learn that like, yeah, high intensity exercise is probably damaging you to a bit if you're overdoing it. Like I think it's good for people to question their motives when it comes to exercise. But a lot of the ways Pilates was marketed on Instagram, on TikTok, once again, not the people that are actually Pilates instructors, like not the people that actually like love doing Pilates. A lot of people that just jumped on the Pilates trend as a way to talk about it as like, this is going to be the next quick fix for you to lose weight. Once again, like the bottom line of like why you should care about Pilates is so your body can look better. Like a lot of the reason that I like Pilates is like injury prevention as a runner and it's low impact. And it's something that I can like feel like I'm not beating up my body and all that type of stuff, whatever. But I think it's going to fall off because I think it was promoted as this super quick fix. And I think a lot of people like didn't get into it for the right reasons. And they're just kind of like, okay, well, that was the trendy workout. What's going to be the next one? And I don't know what's going to replace it. Like maybe everyone will get into like pogo jumping. Like, I don't know, like going to pogo stick. Like, I don't know what the next trend cycle of like exercise. And it's really stupid that exercises are in like trend cycles. Like, I just don't, I don't love it. I feel like in the summer, everyone's like, I'm going to become a runner. And then like, maybe people will go do something more classes indoors because it's cold but I don't know I think Pilates is gonzo but I'm still gonna probably do it I mean I still love Pilates and again if you if you do Pilates because it's like an exercise that like you know works for you then go do it obviously keep on doing it but I also wonder too Kate and I were talking about this before we started recording with just like the Kardashians and the drastic change and how they're presenting their bodies to the general public. You know, they got rid of like their, whatever the BBL is that what it's even called. I'm like, I don't know what the acronyms are for like, whatever the deflate of like the butts. <laughs> um, but there's the like, <laughs> I don't like, I am so with, like, I don't, I'm Pardon? so proud of the Kardashian loops that I don't even know what their bodies look like right now. Cause I just don't be paying attention. I mean, I don't either, but like when it's on TikTok and it's on my for you page, like then yeah, yeah I'm seeing we're it. learning. But, okay. Like there's obviously been like a lot of talk about, and again, I don't want to like comment on like women's like bodies and like people like losing weight and everything, but I'm just saying like Kardashians definitely steer what the, yeah, you know, happens. general um, expectation of are for women when it comes to like, you know, beauty standards and like body image totally. and like, yes, they have been kind of steering more into this like very like skinny look and you know if they did in a healthy way you know good for them whatever do what you want to do but I just am kind of curious how that will affect the general population for people who are very you know impressionable especially young girls on the internet um so that's why I kind of think Pilates might continue to like sort of be a trend because I think people like to go into Pilates because it's like you're not going to get bulky which is obviously a fucking myth if you go and lift you're not going to get bulky we already did an episode on that um But yeah, I'm just kind of curious how that will sort of transcend into other parts of society when it comes to like, yeah, body and whatnot and what people do to themselves. It's kind of concerning, I definitely think, but I guess also models have been around for like years and, you know, that type of aesthetic has always been prevalent in media. And I think just those type of societal, you know, standards will like never go away, but yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. I also wonder, we didn't write this down, but I wonder if like, this little minor kind of moment of like sobriety is going to go away or if it's going to stay. Um, as I said before, with kind of wellness falling off generally, if people like 
trying to do sober, like making, like, I think there's a lot of TikTok videos of making fun, sober cocktails. And I wonder if that's going to die off or if I wonder if it's going to stick through because it's like super personal of like your reason of why you choose to like experiment with sobriety or completely go sober. And I just don't know, like, once again, we're not going to have like research, like public polling about like why people went sober, like on TikTok or something like that. But I just wonder if that's going to be a trend that sticks or if it's going to go back to like normal kind of like alcohol consumption. Well, I kind of feel thing. like in the fall and winter, you know, people don't go out as much. I feel like at least to parties, right? Or to like festivals where there's more um, opportunities to drink. And so I feel like in fall and winter, people are more secluded. And I do kind of feel like with that, yeah, there might people be like less home. drinking, but also it's like one of those things too, where it's like, oh, there's something else to do. Like, let's go drink. That's what I mean. People drink at home. I feel like people love to have their like wine nights in the fall. So Very true. I, th- I feel like people drink a lot in the winter and fall because it is so miserable to go out. It's like, once you get to someone's house, then we're drinking because it's cold outside. I don't like, want to leave. Yeah. I yeah. don't know. I mean, I don't drink and I don't fall into any, well, I mean, I do drink, but I don't fall into any camps where I'm like easily influenced to drink more or less yeah. in the season. Yeah, totally. Next one is I think no one's going to follow diets anymore. Well, this, I mean, am I trying to predict that dieting is going to like go away? No, like the diet kind of industrial complex, like still exists. Like, as we said in this episode, many times, like there's so many pressures to be thin and like body image and lose weight and all of that shit all around you. So that's not going away, unfortunately, but I think following a rigid diet is going away. Examples of this. I think there's been a million TikToks made of this, of like when you order a coffee with almond milk, but then you get a bagel with cream cheese. Like there's been that TikTok has been made in 75 variations, like all the time. I think a lot of people have, you know, had that strict veganism in like the early 2000s or like maybe like late 2000s or like 2010s, sorry, are not doing that anymore. I think a lot of these, like we did an episode called the diet wars. A lot of them aren't really prevalent. Like, I don't feel like people brand themselves as being vegan or vegan being paleo. I think that was a big thing for food bloggers for a while to kind of bank upon. Like I have this niche audience because I am the paleo food blogger. But I think a lot of people now kind of have that relationship of like, okay, I eat fish, but I don't eat eggs and I eat dairy, but I eat meat, but I love tofu. And sometimes I will have whole milk. I think a lot of people are making like different rules and exceptions, which are good because you need to do whatever works for your body. But I think that would have not stuck like 10 years ago. I think people would have felt like they had to fall in a militant black and white camp. I also think that follows the same way with like wellness habits. Some people are like, I love intermittent fasting. It's the best thing I've ever done for myself, but I will do this, this, and this. I love seed cycling, but I drink two bottles of wine, not two bottles of wine, two glasses of wine every night. So I feel like everyone is now kind of following a personalized approach to health and wellness, which is good. And I'm happy about it. And I hope that that sticks around just because I think it's like really stupid. I think a lot of people have been grown up in the culture we live in where diets are everywhere. And I think people are kind of now realizing of like, I got to just do whatever works for me because clearly when I'm following a militant diet, it doesn't work. Oh no, entirely. I mean, I feel like I have personally noticed just veganism fall off just because I think a lot of people that I personally know are no longer vegan yeah, or like have incorporated eggs back into their diet. But I also just feel like veganism got so trendy. And I think a lot of people with our generation, you know, it's all about being like, as unique and like off kilter as possible. And it's like, oh, veganism's too trendy. I got to do something that's like weird and esoteric. So I'm going to like randomly eat like fermented soybeans. And like, I'm also going to drink raw milk, but like, I'm still going to like eat, you know, X, Y, Z or whatever. So I feel like people are just like doing, yeah, like you said, whatever makes most sense for them personally. And I think also it like, when you do, when you partake in like many different 
you know, things, maybe you adopt one thing from keto or and one thing from paleo, you, people can't really like hound you. Cause you're like doing so many things that like contradict each other from like so many different diets. And there was this one TikTok that I saw not too long ago. And this guy basically like outlined like, you know, five different plates of food with like a book right next to it. And it was like, basically like a plate of like, you know, brown rice, broccoli, and like chicken. He was like, oh, well, if you like read this book, you wouldn't be able to eat this meal because there's too many carbohydrates in it. Then he had like the same exact meal. And it was like, you know, a book about like paleo or something. It was like, oh, well, you wouldn't be able to eat this because this doesn't have like the correct grain that like, you know, aligns with like paleo. And so I think like you said with that, yeah, like everything is just like so restrictive. And that I think like once you remove all the barriers and it's just like, okay, what makes me feel best? There's, you know, plenty of overlap across like various diets that you can kind of like adopt and like, you know, throw into your life. Um, so yeah, I kind of agree that people are just gonna, yeah, do their own goddamn thing. I mean, that's definitely what I do. Yeah, I think it's good. Um, I think there's still, like I said, going to be the pressures to fall into certain body image standards to present a certain way. But I'm glad that I feel like this pressure off of like quote being perfect with food is a way because it can be very stressful and then it can lead to like orthorexia, like mm-hmm. we were saying in the beginning of this episode. So hopefully that'll free the minds of the sea monsters everywhere. But wow, dog, our first trend up. Um, I'm trying to think of what we should talk about or, or title this. Sorry. Um, pumpkin spice. I feel like we genuinely did the most time about pumpkin spice. Yeah. I don't know why I spent so much time on that. I'm like, it, yeah, that's just been taking up a lot of my brain space, mental space right now. Yeah. Gotta let it go. Um, yeah, who knows? Um, but let us know if you like the episode. I think we have, well, you know, we'll do these every now and then because there's not that much that we could talk about. I mean, we it's could not rant like about our- where there's like a new trend every single like week. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we could rant about our silly little opinions, but it would be kind of talking into a void. Maybe you guys like them. Let us know. Once again, when you're podcasting, it is kind of without a feedback loop. So we don't really know what you guys think besides, um, any hater reviews we get on Apple. That's about it. Yeah. Um, but thank you guys. Um, you know, all the, all the links be in the bio um thanks for potting with me emma always a pleasure yeah, of course god it's so funny that we pod every, yeah. every single time we pod i'm like why 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 do we pod i mean i, I get why we pod but i'm just like that's just silly sometimes i'm like eh, am i supposed to be doing this no i really think because like me talking into a microphone does not feel natural but also at the same time it feels very fitting for me right it's like i mean i was thinking the other day because someone was talking about five-year plans and like five-year predictions which is like obviously gag i don't i can't even predict tomorrow no same but I was thinking like, what was I doing five years ago today? And I was like, oh, I moved to New York five years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Like we were both just like fresh home on the streets. Um, of course, I'm in my, you know, daily journaling in the morning, morning pages. It's from the book, The Artist's Way by Julia Cameron. I do that every day. And I think yesterday or today I was talking a lot about like, what was I like? What was my brain like when I walked down the streets in New York when I like barely knew where I was? So yeah, it's like very funny. We have microphones. I think it only settled into me last week when we were actually potting with these physical microphones that Emma and I now have to hold up in front of our mouths that I'm like, oh shit, we're doing the thing. We're doing the thing. And then I was like, oh, wait, we had the Geneva billboard. Like, fuck, I forgot. We were like on a billboard. The way that I forget about that all the time, but I am so happy to not see my face in (laughs) Soho down on Houston Street anymore. Like it was fun for a second, but mm, I don't, I don't need that for me personally. Just, just follow the memes. That's about it. Um, Thank you, CMOS girlies. We'll see you next week. Who knows what our two brains will come up with, but follow us on the meme page follow us on instagram join geneva make some friends and we'll talk to you next week bye doodaloo